Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Fitz. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Did you know that Valley Metro has a brand new app? I mean, I'm not surprised. I feel like we have a new app every few months here. Maddie, this is the big one. This is the all-inclusive app that's going to be every rider's dream. Okay, that's pretty exciting. And it's also probably going to help us streamline the number of existing apps we do have, right? Yes. This app is going to be all-inclusive. You get to trip plan. You get to save your favorite stops. And the best part, you get to see buses and light rail moving in real time. So no longer are you waiting at the bus stop wondering when your bus is going to come. You can see it and track it on the app. That sounds pretty amazing. And if all of you remember, a couple weeks ago, we put out the call and asked for questions about the new app so that we could answer them. So here's a couple right off the bat from some of our listeners. Which Valley Metro apps are going to be merging into this new one? So... We have a RideKick app right now, and that app will be going away, and it's going to be replaced by the Valley Metro app because obviously the RideKick app was helpful for the time being, but now with our new app, we're going to have all these great features that are more enhancements for riders. Super. Okay, when will it actually launch? Well, Maddie, you can head to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store starting on July 1st. We're going to roll it out to the general public and everybody on July 6th with a big bang. But you guys are in the know a little early and you can get it on July 1st. See all the great perks you get by being a Shifting Ears regular listener. Ooh, baby. (laughs) Right. So we did get a few other questions. We thought it'd be best to take it directly to the experts. I'm Diana Kevikis. I'm the customer service manager. I think this app is going to empower our riders with information that offers them more control over their daily commute. With this app, they can plan their trips. They can bookmark their favorite stops. They can see the closest bus stops and rail stations based on the current location. But I think what is the most desired and long-awaited feature is the real-time vehicle location. So imagine today you're at a stop. It's hot, especially today. It feels like you've been standing or sitting in the sun a lot longer than you actually have. And your anxiety about being late is running high, so you might step out into traffic despite the danger of doing that to see if the bus is approaching. But no more. You can arrive at your stop. You can open the app and you can clearly see the next bus or train as it travels towards you. This app is going to be a game changer. And we know that the app is going to be a game changer for our riders because they are getting that real-time information. They're able to see those buses, their little bubbles tracking them, watching them coming down the road. But how is this app going to also help the customer service agents? I think the easy answer is anything that helps the customer experience helps our customer service agents experience as well. The app will keep our riders informed with alerts and bus stop closures and other information for the travel plans. And we find that an informed customer is a better partner in resolving issues, finding areas for improvement and enhancing the organization's relationship with the community. I might also mention that Several of our agents are riders, so they personally benefit and help spread the enthusiasm to our customers and our team. Oh, yeah. Well, we love having those extra spokespeople and information shares out and about. And it's most helpful when that information is coming from someone who actually uses the app or the product mm-hmm. themselves. So that's also a great point to mention. So will people be able to give feedback to our customer service teams through the app? 
Yes. Under the help and support section of the app, there's a link to call customer service from your smartphone, as well as a link to um, email the CSR at valleymetro.org to provide feedback about the app and our service. I think there's also a link um, to the contact Valley Metro page on valleymetro.org where customers can register to provide feedback online as well as view the customer service hours of operation um, and the designated holidays. And so just to be clear, Diana, you guys are taking feedback on the app itself, including all of our service features as well. Yes. Sweet. What are you most excited about for the release of this app? Because it's been a long time coming. You've been here for seven years, so you've been waiting with us. You know, what are you most excited about? You know, I'm really excited to show our riders another example of how we care and we are listening. I'm also excited to see that this app evolves over time. It's going to include the mobile ticketing down the road, which will streamline the processes and provide our riders with the added convenience. So no more fumbling with cash at the fare box and it'll speed up boarding time. And ultimately, that's going to keep our buses on schedule. Some of my peers have shared their information with us. Several have actually rolled it out and And they have seen a big customer satisfaction increase due to customers having the independence and the information at their fingertips. So it's very exciting for them. And it's been very positive feedback from all around the nation based on these kind of apps. Diana is so knowledgeable with everything when it comes to customer service. But obviously, this app is a labor of love and a lot of time went into building this. So let's check in with our IT department and see how this app came to be. My name is TJ Thornell, and I am the Enterprise Systems Engineer for Valley Metro. How long have you worked at Valley Metro? So I've worked at Valley Metro as a full-time employee for almost two years, but I was a contractor for a year and a half before that. How does your role now play into where we are today with getting this app launched? I oversee the development and or the web development and the app development team, but I also use that knowledge to help other systems internally at Valley Metro talk to each other better. So um, I have a lot of responsibilities that lie without that outside of the web development and app development, as well as with that, obviously. So since I do lead that team, um, I've been directly involved with anything app related or website related that Valley Metro does. Can you give us a quick rundown of how we got to this point where we're almost ready to launch the app? When did we decide to get this app? How long has this process been? How many hours have we worked on it? Although I'm sure that's a number that's too high to calculate. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, You know, my first response is uh, how long is this podcast go? Because uh, this is Joe Rogan style. I might have time for all of that. Otherwise, if we're a little shorter, we might cut it back a little bit. But yeah, it's a, been a crazy process, uh, very painstaking. It's been uh, really, really large. We've always had some form of an app, right? We had Ridekick. There, there's always a need for an app. And if you look at it, we actually have several apps. Construction kind of has their own apps for each individual project. There's an app for the safety and security team, you know, see something, say something to report on that. And then we had our app for planning. I mean, it kind of goes on. There's a, a lot of different apps for different things. When I started to take over the team, our goal was to have one unified vision and one unified app. That way, people don't get confused and have to download a whole bunch of different apps depending on what you want from Valley Metro. So it kind of stemmed from there. As far as what the app that we're about to launch goes, I had the privilege of sitting in on the RFP committee for the city of Phoenix to determine or help determine. I was actually just a technical advisor. I didn't get a vote on uh, what the next fair collection system was going to be because we're 
obviously in the process of replacing the entire fare collection system here in the metro area for Phoenix. With that, both of the companies were required to present an app. Our concern was uh, from Valley Metro's development team was, was the app going to be something that we could just use wholeheartedly and kind of modify to our needs? Or did we need to build some kind of a wrapper around it and then this app would plug into it and then whatever else we needed? You know, we kind of make it seem like one app, but we're kind of using their app and whatever. As it turns out, the app that the current company we uh, are going with kind of fit all of our needs perfectly already. And so we kind of came to the decision of uh, why spend all this time and reinvent the wheel and man hours in creating a new app when they already had something that we could use that was almost exactly what we needed. Uh, so that's kind of how that came about. And the app that we're going to get here very soon, we were actually weren't supposed to get for a while. So I don't know if you want me to get into that part of it or not yet. But um, as far as how long it took, like I said, it was, it was at least a year, a year and a half of talking, planning, working with City of Phoenix, working with you know other partners to make sure that uh, everybody's on the same page and uh, that everybody got what they needed. TJ, you mentioned that this all started from a new fare collection system. And so obviously we know that component's not ready just yet in this app. So what are we looking forward to with the Valley Metro app that's launching in July? No, that's awesome that you brought that up. The original project plan had us getting the app, I think at the end of 2022. The reason for this being is that the big part of the app in the future will be mobile ticketing and those kinds of things. And obviously we wouldn't be ready for that until the technology was in place. But we were at a dire need where we didn't have a real-time vehicle location for almost a year. We didn't have an app that was super widely adopted that people enjoyed using for planning their routes and whatnot. And so me and my team pushed really hard to say, hey, guys, let's let's go outside the box here a little bit and let's forego the plan just a little bit so my team doesn't have to do extra work on top of the work we're already doing. If we could get you guys to push that app out sooner, but just disable the features we're not ready for yet that require physical devices, but we can use, get everybody kind of started on it. Let's adopt it earlier, and then we'll have a better interface for planning our trips uh, and knowing where vehicles are. I mean, that's kind of where that came from was uh, really my team just pushing really hard to get this app early. And out of that came what we are calling at the moment the expedited version of the mobile app, which is, like I said, it's definitely lacking some features that the full app will have. But the good side is we'll have it here, like you said, at the beginning of July. So throughout this long process, I know you've been through so much planning, so many different you know, meetings with all kinds of partners, internal, external. What do you think was the most difficult part of getting the app ready to launch? Like you said, really, that was the most difficult part. There's just this project is so huge and there are so many people involved and so many people that need to have a part in this process that the collaboration piece was tough. I mean, it, there were definitely times where we felt like we were sitting in meetings to plan meetings. We probably were, but it was necessary. I mean, this is a huge project. I mean, it's it involves all the city partners and all the, you know, mostly city of Phoenix is, is a huge part of that because they own a lot of the, out of the contract for this and stuff. So a lot of core collaboration between them and not just them, but, you know, the fair collection company and the company that the fair collection company uses for the mobile app development. So a lot of moving parts, a lot of hands, uh, a lot of things to consider. Well, and speaking of a lot of hands, we have already had a lot of hands on the app pre-release so that we could get feedback. What have you seen in that feedback? I know I was lucky enough to get it ahead of time and had some feedback. So what else is 
you know, kind of some of the things that we looked at to improve this expedited app before it launches? You know, it's kind of funny. When we looked at this app, I kind of was super excited thinking we're not going to do anything. They're already using a very similar version of this app in Dallas. The Dart system uses a very similar, they call GoPass, I think is what it is. And I thought, man, they already have it done. But these guys had to revamp and rewrite and update so much of the app that there still was a lot of testing involved. We had over 30 people in our initial pilot, which was mostly just employees directly involved with this process. So people directly involved with the fair collection system at Valley Metro and on the city of Phoenix side. And then after that, we had uh, what we called a user acceptance testing phase or what we call UAT. That included over 75 people. And that was not just some of those employees, but also friends and family. And it was a great experience because the people that did use it are, are excited about it. They we're in the summer in Arizona. They want to know where their vehicle is. They don't want to stand out for 15 minutes waiting on a bus. Let me get out there two minutes ahead of time instead of 15, you know? And so that's been useful for people. Uh, the times weren't always up to date or the vehicles weren't as recorded as accurately as we wanted to, thanks to people's help testing it. We've been able to improve that. And it's only going to get better from here. That's that's our goal is to make this super accurate. I mean, we want this to be like Uber-esque accurate. So that's the goal. So what are you most excited about with the release of this app? I think I said it, man. That's what I tell everybody. I go, everybody's like, oh, thanks so much for helping with, you know, your part in this app and whatever. And I go, you know, I feel bad for taking the thanks for that because this is a really selfish thing. I use the public transportation system to get to work. You know, before COVID, it was five days a week. I was using it every day to get to work. Like I said, I don't want to be outside in our Arizona summers not knowing where the bus is. It's hot. It's really hot. I want to be able to plan my trip really easily. And I want to be able to know where the bus is. And if anybody that knows me knows I'm also very, I don't know if efficient is quite the right word, but I, I don't like to waste any time for sure. You know, I want to do what I can and maximize all of my stuff. And this app would help me do that. You know, I'm not, like I said, standing outside for no reason for 15, 20 minutes, not knowing where the bus is. We've talked about it. You said that this is the expedited version that we pushed for. So what features of the app do we have to look forward to with future rollouts? So some of the main ones that we have are having a mobile ticket, right? So you don't actually have to purchase a hard fare or paper ticket or whatever. You can literally go from your app, add money into your wallet in the app and buy a ticket there and scan it. Um, One of the things that attracted us to the app that we are looking at now is some vendors require every person like in your family to have another device and then they'd all have to like that was that was crazy to me with ours that's not gonna be planned you you can buy some for your family and you just swipe left to the next ticket and scan it swipe left scan it swipe left scan it so you can fully be electronic fully be mobile that's one of the huge things obviously that's coming and then there's lots of things like being able to not just save your favorite routes and, and plan around that um, to be able to get alerts specifically on routes that you ride. So, you know, what's happening if there was a major closure or a detour or construction, all that's going to be included. And don't hold me to this one for sure, but it's in long term multimodal, which would be you need to get from your house to wherever you can in, one, in our app, get an Uber, Lyft, a Waymo, whatever the vendor is at that time, bicycle, scooter, and all in one place. You buy it all on your phone. It plans a trip for you. It pays for everything. You just go through. That's that's the long-term goal. That's the real cool one that I'm looking forward to. Wow. I did not know that, but that sounds amazing. Did you work with, I know I think you mentioned Dart, but were there other of your peers at other transit agencies that you worked with throughout this process and like learned some of the best practices when it comes to launching an app like this? 
No, while we didn't uh, work directly with any peers from any other agencies, we have worked close with uh, certain contractors and certain companies that help architect and engineer this. And I'm, I'm not sure if I can name any or not, but they work specifically with these companies, you know, and they've gone and helped other agencies like us deploy this. And they are, they're helping us say, hey, we learned this when we implemented it over here. Uh, let's not do that. Let's avoid this or, you know, so on and so forth. So it, it was indirect. It, it's still nice. It's good experience to get. Is there anything else that you want to add about the app and its future? And I mean, what are your goals for this app in terms of helping writers? Yeah, I mean, I can get crazy with you guys. My my sky's the limit. My I've said from day one that what I want my team to strive for is for Phoenix, as large of a metropolitan area as we are, to be one of the top technological areas for this kind of thing. Um, if you look major places like Chicago and Atlanta uh, even New York, like they're not very far along as you would think for what we we can do and what we should do. Places like Denver are, are much further along. RTD and Denver have a lot of cool. Th- I think they already have mobile ticketing. They have a lot of this cool stuff built in already. Um, and I don't want us to be at the back of the pack. We need to be leading this technological thing for sure. Uh, and so that's my goal. I mean, our plan is to to make the experience as, as good as possible, whether we can edit the app to have the app help us improve the accuracy of the vehicles and not just rely on the technology on the vehicle, you know, do some kind of anonymous data where we wouldn't know who you are or anything, but we would get your information and know that you're on the bus if you're using our app, uh, even some way to say you're checked into this bus. And so we can use people's phone data to help make our data better saying, yeah, the bus is literally here. We know that because there are five people sitting on the bus with the app and they're allowing us to use their random location data to confirm that the bus is literally three seconds away and you can see it for sure. We've quadruple confirmed it. Things like that. Uh, I could go on and on, but the consolidation of all of our apps into one is the big one. And then things like that. My guys have a ton of crazy, crazy ideas, but maybe that's a whole, whole nother podcast. Do we have any goals for like how many downloads we want to have by however many months after we launch? One kind of soft goal we have is that there is no app dominance in the Phoenix area as far as transit goes. There are a few out there, but they are still not reaching, you know, they're like 15, 20 percent of the market. And so that leaves the door wide open for our app to do that. And that's another reason I wanted to get our app out there as soon as possible, because being in the market first always helps. And while these other guys have been in the market first, ours has a little bit too with the ride kick and having the name Valley Metro behind it should hopefully really rocket that up. So our goal is to have at least, you know, 30, 40% of the market share as far as the transit stuff goes in the Valley to really help people get where they're going. And, and you know, that'll just help make the app better. That was such a great overview of the new Valley Metro app. I know I'm really excited to check it out. I actually haven't been involved in too much of the planning for this one, so I can't wait to see what it's like and definitely try it out on my commute on the light rail coming up soon one of these weeks. And I have to give a little shout out. We mentioned how we have so many apps at the beginning of this episode, but they're all really important and they do really important things for our community. So if you haven't already downloaded them, you should also check out the Construct VM Northwest 2 or the Construct VM South Central apps. Those are both related to construction on each of those light rail extensions. They're full of information on where construction is happening, information on what road restrictions are present. There's info on businesses in both of the areas that you can check out. So there's a lot of helpful stuff that goes into detail on our projects besides more of the operation side that's represented in the new Valley Metro app. And don't forget, Maddie, we also have Alert VM. 
We covered it in episode 20 of our Shifting Ears podcast, but you can learn more by listening to it or just download it. Alert PM is a great tool for riders. They can report any issues on the light rail, any maintenance that may need to happen, and they can also give shout out and kudos to anyone participating on the light rail in those respect the ride code of conduct manners. Most importantly, you can download the Valley Metro app on July 1st, sneak peek for all of our listeners, or if you want to learn more about it, head to valleymetro.org slash app. That's valleymetro.org slash A-P-P. We are so excited because we have almost come to a one-year anniversary here on the Shifting Ears podcast, and we appreciate all of you listening all the time. So get excited for our upcoming episodes. We're excited to head into year number two of our podcast. If you have any ideas for upcoming podcasts or information you want to learn about the agency, email us at podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop.